Before we get started today, I wanted to let you in on a little something I've been working on over the past five or six months. For parents of teenagers, there's a lot of pressure and confusion around getting them ready for life beyond high school, whether that's college or something else. So many options to consider, so much to know about college prep and admissions, and crucial development that needs to happen in students' lives during this time. Well, it would be fantastic if every parent could hire a one-on-one consultant or counselor to walk them through the junior high and high school years, but that's just not financially viable for most people. So I'm putting together digital courses designed to walk you through everything I think you need to know. I spent 10 years in academic advising at two different universities, and that experience gave me a lot of insight into how parents navigate the teen years well and some of the pitfalls they may encounter. These digital courses are designed to pass on that experience to you in an affordable, go-at-your-own-pace format that you can go back to over and over again as you reach new milestones. They are still in the works, but if it's something you're interested in learning more about when they're ready to go, the best thing you can do is join my email list. I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can do that easily. And if there's anything you really like for me to cover in these courses, please feel free to let me know. Your questions help me stay relevant. So that's the big news. So excited to share it with you today. But let's get to the episode. You're listening to the Strategic College and Career Planning Podcast. As a parent of a high schooler, you are the perfect person to prepare and guide him or her through decisions about college selection, taking college credit in high school, deciding on a major, and actually thriving in the post-high school experience. But in my experience working in higher education, I found too many parents and students are overwhelmed by their options, confused about how to achieve their goals, and lack hope for their future. My name is Leah Smith, and I'm bound and determined to enable young people to find and achieve their calling and help high school families make wise decisions in pursuit of their educational, vocational, and financial goals. Through bite-sized episodes covering a wide variety of college and career topics, we'll cut through the mystery and set you up to make great decisions. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're going to revisit the conversation I was having with Callie Tarana. If you haven't listened to the podcast episode from last week, I highly recommend that you pause right here, go back, listen to that. Uh, That's the first half of our conversation. And then today, we're picking up with the second half. All right. Thanks so much. I hope you enjoy. Any practical ways that parents can help their high school age kids prepare to live on campus. So let's say they're sophomores or juniors. We know Mm -hmm. this is coming eventually, but they still have time to really invest in getting them ready to move into a a residence hall situation. Any advice for them? Mm -hmm. I think there's a couple different like angles to this. So first, maybe like on a practical level, um, preparing your child to be able to like take care of themselves. So if your kid's going to college and you've changed their sheets for them their whole life, they might go to college and never think to change their sheets. <laughs> like, so thinking through those like life skills, teaching them how to do laundry, teaching them how to, I don't know, cook some things for themselves. 
I mean, I, in the first year class that we taught, did a day where I taught them just like 101 sort of life skills and talked to them about like cleaning out the the lint in your dryer, because I know there are students who have never done that before. And if you have your own washer dryer, you like need to be doing that. So skills like that um, are really important. And I think parents are the ones that should be teaching those things. Uh, if you feel like hygiene might be a struggle for your child, like have some serious conversations. Freshman boys stink a lot of the time. <laughs> it's just a reality. And so in whatever way you can prepare them um, for their own sake, honestly, that is super important, I think. I think, and this might go for parents just as much as students, but Having conversations about what it looks like to advocate for yourself, um, I think preparing your student to be able to do that for themselves so that you as a parent don't have to is really important. How to handle conflict in a healthy way, which might challenge families because we all know uh, families don't always handle conflict well. So yeah, whatever that looks like in your own context to figure out like, what are you going to do when you need to, when you're frustrated with someone and you need to express it, what does that look like? Helping them know the right people to reach out to when they need to. Um, their RA and RD, truly, that is our job. So if you're a parent of a, an incoming college student and they ever share something frustrating about their living situation or really almost anything about their college experience, uh, you should be able to direct them to their RA or their RD. And those are resources that if we can't help them, we can connect them to who can. I think some things, other things parents could think about is maybe uh, the self-care piece. So helping your student prepare and learn. Surely they probably already struggle with this in high school. Of Like we said, saying yes is like such a huge thing in college and really, really important. But also saying no is really important too. So um, developing your ability to say no. You don't, I guess <laughs> this is one of my soapboxes with our college students all the time. You don't have to stay up all night all the time. You don't have to eat terribly. You don't have to glorify your stress. We have this cultural belief about what college is supposed to be, and it doesn't have to be those things. And it's honestly better if you're taking care of yourself. So I truly believe college can be manageable and healthy, um, even though, yeah, we've really built a culture where that doesn't seem to be true. But so teach your kids what it looks like to rest, to balance, dress with fun. Um, you know, you know your child best. So you know if they're going to struggle with always saying yes to the invitations and then struggling maybe academically because of that or vice versa, that they're going to always be like, no, I have to study. No, I have to study. And they're not spending time with friends. So sort of maybe talking that through with your son or daughter of like, what is yeah, what's this going to look like for you? How do you decide what you need to be doing with your time or how you need to take care of yourself? Finally, I just would say encourage counseling. Uh, in different contexts, this is, you know, different conversations, but sometimes we run into having students who feel like their parents don't want them to be in counseling. And I hope that more and more, like as the years pass, that that is less and less true, that the greater community believes in the value of counseling, but 
college is such a huge transitional time for people. It just will bring up stuff. It will, um, yeah, cause them to deal with things no matter how healthy their life has been up to this point. No matter if you are literally the perfect parent, they still have something that college, living on their own, living with their peers um, in a totally different environment, it will just bring up some stuff. It will cause some things that counseling can really, really help. So don't make your child feel like counseling is only for crazy people. It's helpful no matter what. It was helpful to me as a college student when I had, you know, all of a sudden started experiencing anxiety um, in a way I hadn't identified before. Just having someone to help you process through all the things you're going through. And of course, there's other, you know, staff, faculty are also great for like processing things too. So yeah, helping your student just know who's available to them and what's available to them, I think is important. Yeah, that's really good. So going back to what you said about glorifying stress, can you give us some examples of what it would look like for students to glorify or in anybody to glorify stress? Yeah, we talk a lot about how it's kind of that idea of like when you ask someone how they're doing and often often we have the struggle of everyone just being like, I'm fine and not sharing anything. But then often our response is, oh, I'm so busy. And it's, it may be true, but it's this like, sometimes what I see is this almost like competitive nature of like, oh, I have so much going on. I'm so stressed. Um, that makes, uh, it makes people almost feel important, I think, in some way. Um, or it makes other people feel like, oh, I should be that stressed too. Like that's just the way we should be living. Our like uh, bar should be <laughs> stressed. And I just don't think it needs to be. And again, I think that like we have this truly like cultural view of college that it's everyone comes, it's all nighters, writing papers, eating popcorn for dinner, skipping meals, like whatever it is. That's what you do for four years. And then you start living a healthy life. And I just am annoyed with that view. I just don't think it needs to be the case. I love when I see college students like choose to have a really good bedtime, (laughs) choose to eat three meals a day, like those just healthy choices to take care of yourself. You just don't have to function at an unhealthy level of stress. You can be a healthy person. And I think, yeah, for whatever reason, that's not as glamorous, but it's it's better. Yeah. I feel like that's something that we could all learn. Oh, yeah. Like that's yeah. not just a college thing. True. Although I agree with you. I think there is the cultural narrative about college is the eat terribly and stay up all night and, and yeah. party hard depending uh-huh, on right. how you lean. So yeah. yeah, but I don't think it needs to be that way. I agree. And I think it's it's good. Okay, so let's say there's a parent listening who has a student currently in college. So shifting mm-hmm. gears a little bit here, who is struggling a little bit with their roommate or something else related to their on-campus experience. What's your advice to them? Yeah, um, ask your child some direct questions. Uh, like I said before, um, don't assume that they've like gone through all the right channels and nobody's helping them. I hope, <laughs> I mean, if that's the case that the school is failing them, like 
So um, if they're really struggling, ask them, like, who have you talked to about this? Like, have you, if you're frustrated with a roommate, have you talked to your roommate about it? Uh, most of the time they haven't. So, and maybe coach them through like what that conversation could look like. Um, and <laughs> encourage them to have a face-to-face conversation. I always assume that's what people are doing. And then I hear that it's all like text messages and that's so bad. So, or back in my day, it was sticky notes. Oh, have no. you experienced that? <laughs> yeah, actually, yes. It's oh, horrible. Yeah. Passive aggressive note passing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever it is, it's like, yeah, it needs to be a face to face conversation. That's the best way to avoid miscommunication. Yes. So, yeah, asking your child in the most loving way are you doing anything about the issue or are you only expressing your frustration to me? Um, that's a really good place to start because again, I can imagine as a parent, uh, your kid calls you and they're super frustrated and you love your child and you want to, you know, you're not with them. You want to make sure they're okay and do whatever you can. And so you call and you're, you know, busting down the doors, like, why aren't you doing anything for my kid? And then you hear, we've never heard anything about the situation, (laughs) uh, would love to help, uh, didn't know what's happening. So. I think um, really making sure you know like what your son or daughter has or has done um, and then helping coach them like in the right direction. So um, again, always direct them to their RA. I hope that your child's RA is as great as the ones I supervise. I know it's possible they won't be, but I would always say go to them first. It is their job to help in whatever kind of situation your child is in. And if their RA can't help them, they will direct them to the people who can, whether that's an RD, counselor, uh, nurse, campus pastor, or mentor, or whatever. Um, so, and I think I would just say, you are, all, like, as a parent, you are always welcome to reach out. Um, as staff, we, like, absolutely want to know what's going on and want to assist you in supporting your child. And honestly, your son or daughter is learning how to sort of adult for the first time. And if you keep handling their problems for them, they will never learn how to do it themselves. So gently, I would say, help your child handle their own stuff. Encourage them to have the conversations. Encourage them to reach out to the people they need to talk to uh, because it's just developing lifelong skills for them in how to communicate and how to have healthy relationships. It's so important. We in residence life here are really, really passionate about helping students develop and grow, um, in their own skills that they will take way outside of on-campus living. Awesome. All right. Well, Callie, thanks so much. Is there anything else that you would like to say? Anything you want us to know? about Hmm. living on campus or anything, being a college student, being the parent of a college student. It's a great time. I guess I really do think it is a, it's a huge financial thing, but I do think it's worth the investment. I think it's something that probably 98% of the time, someone's not going to regret paying to live on campus. And maybe the conversation is like, what are other areas Mm-hmm. where you can save money if your son or daughter is paying for their own way like mm-hmm. uh you know i mean we just see this all the time where they're trying to live in our cheapest housing because they're paying for it themselves but they're like 
going and getting coffee five days a week. And it's like, yeah, maybe just some conversations of what it looks like to steward your resources well. I don't know. But I think whatever it takes to live on campus, like probably will be worth it. Even if truly I would say, I guess, ultimately give it a try. Mm-hmm. Um, so like your first year, like mm-hmm. live on campus because yeah. that way you can get connected meet people, make friends. Mm-hmm. And then if you decide at the end of that first year, I actually, it just makes more sense to live at home or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Like, but I think when you don't give it a shot at all, you are, you are missing out on a huge part of the college experience. So that's, mm-hmm. that I guess is what I would say. Give it a yeah. shot. <laughs> that makes a lot of sense. I feel like I, I know Baylor where I was the past three years, we had a first year residency requirement so first yeah. year freshman students were required to live on campus their first year but they could live off campus for the next three years and I and I believe that's pretty typical I think that yeah. there's something about that first year in particular that it's just so helpful to navigate the on-campus living experience and really get the most out of it and it sets the student up to really thrive in their relationships for the next three years there yeah. in school all right well thank you so much this has been fun and very informative so thank you very (laughs) much kelly thank you thanks so much for listening today please be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss an episode and leave a kind rating and review so more families find this information and encouragement I hope you found this episode helpful. Just wanted to let you know that we can make much more progress through personal coaching. Please check out my website at callingandcollegiateconsulting.com to continue the conversation and learn more about coaching opportunities for you and your child. I'll be sure to include a link to my website in the show notes below. So much is possible for your student, but very little just happens. I'm excited to help you strategically plan for their future.